Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Andrea Libras. She is a business and life coach helping women business owners and leaders create their own success that lasts. Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you share your journey with us a little bit and how you became a coach? Sure. So I had worked for a company for about 10 years where I was recruiting and hiring and training entrepreneurs. And what I realized after 10 years of working with them, I didn't really love that corporate culture, but what I did love about the job was when I really got to what they considered the training aspect of these women starting their own new businesses. And I would go out into the field and help them establish all the pieces of they needed to get their business rolling. And we would, we would, start and they would be excited. And then what would happen is a few months later, when things started to get hard, the enthusiasm waned and the fun wore off and they realized that this was actually going to be hard work. And I really enjoyed actually that phase of the process because what I got to do was coach them through how they were thinking about their business, what had changed from the day one until day 90, for example, and, and help them get through that hump so that they could keep going and create a successful business that wasn't just kind of a one-time success. Yeah, definitely. There is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It so is. How do you help women to create a more, more balanced life and grow their business and career at the same time? So I actually, through that experience, what I saw was that a lot of women, the way, the reason it was getting hard is because they were not balancing everything in their lives. And they started to have some guilt about time they were spending on their business, time with their family. So when I, when it really comes down to it, I think there are four keys on how you actually create that balance. Number one, you've got to be really clear on what you want out of your business, but also what you want out of your life or out of your time with your family. So you've got to get some clarity because now you've got some more, even more competing interests. So what does success look like? Define it, make it a smarter goal than just, I want it to grow. Second piece, I think, is that you've got to have confidence and not anyone that starts their own business probably has some confidence or else they wouldn't have started in the beginning. But this is the kind of confidence where you can quiet those little voices in the back of your head that tell you things like, are you sure you really can do that? Is that what you want? You have no experience doing that. Who do you think you are? So having the confidence to quiet, I call it like the frenemy voice in the back of your head and do what you know you're actually capable of. So will the real Andrea please stand up? So having the confidence to do that. Third, I think being able to manage your energy, not necessarily manage your time, but if you can manage your energy, then you will manage your time. And how you do that is really just a reflection of how you're managing your mind. So I think you've got to think about it, not about time, but about energy. And last, the fourth key, I think, is recognizing that what may seem like an obstacle, whether it's real or perceived, is probably an opportunity. 
there's probably an opportunity in there. And if you can just pause long enough to recognize it, it actually was probably going to bring you more growth than, than not. It's not going to be a stopper. It's going to be a starter for something new. So clarity, confidence, managing energy, and turning obstacles into opportunities. I think those are the four things that you really need to create that balance and grow. But when you're already successful, you've already achieved some things. How do you get clear on what you want to do in your next chapter? So once you've gotten clear and you really have addressed any changes that you need to make to your routine and you've started to do more of delegating or you've eliminated things or automated things or delegated, what you've got to kind of do is to think about who you want to be, who the new version of you is, who do you want to be? And, and that's kind of like activating the next version of you. You can still be in the day-to-day of your business, but are you working in your desire zone? So assessing like what is your desire zone? As you grow in your business, you shouldn't be doing everything. You shouldn't be doing things that are in, like I like to call it your drudgery zone or your distraction zone or your disinterested zone. You really should be just focused on working in your desire zone. And I think too many people try to do everything. And that's probably a recipe for not starting the new chapter. You're not giving yourself that opportunity. You're only going to get to that next chapter if you recognize what's in your desire zone. What's the key to gaining more control over your life and your business? So I just did a podcast on this. I have a podcast called Time to Level Up, and I think it's episode 56 where I talk about creating a strategic pause. So stopping is really the key to starting or getting more control, creating change. We've all got to, we all have to pause long enough to give ourselves the space and time to assess what's working, what's not working, and what do I want to do differently next time? So probably what you want to do differently next time is going to give you that more control. But if you don't pause, and by that, I mean, like take half a day, take a day every quarter where you can sit down and assess where you're at. Oftentimes it's helpful to do this with someone else because we're human and we get distracted and think it's not important and have fires (laughs) that come and, and we say, oh, we'll push this off to the next day, but set an appointment with someone else and either it can be a mentor or a coach, but it could also be another business owner and do this together, pause and ask yourself what's working, what's not working. And what do I need to do differently moving forward? And then I think you will find more control. Most of my clients, what we do is every quarter we pull out whatever their business plan, I call it like a operating system basically and see, is there traction in their business? Is what they're doing aligning with ultimately where they want to go, their three-year plan or 10-year plan, not just the one-year plan, but the three and 10. And then that helps them assess what they need to change. But you've got to pause in order to do that because that's not happening in like the daily stuff, the daily duties of whatever's happening. It's not, you've got to pause. Yeah. Definitely. Because you can't come up with brand new, bright ideas of strategy or, or solutions in the everyday. No, you cannot. Yeah. You can't. What are the things that we can delegate that most don't think about? 
Oh, this is such a good question. I'm going to say that it is really not what we can delegate. It's, I would think about that as how do you, how are you delegating? What is your process for delegating? Um, There's a guy by the name of Michael Hyatt. I'm not sure you're familiar with him, but he has these five levels of delegation. What it has to do with is how much ownership do you want to have? How much ownership do you want to give away? How well are you communicating, right? So are you communicating to the person you're delegating? Are you giving them a clear description of the project? And are you giving them clear rationale? And then a clear set of parameters, right? So if you've decided, okay, I'm ready to give this, hand this over to someone, do they know what the project's about? Do they understand why you're doing it? And do they understand the parameters? And when I mean parameters, I say, mean, is this person that you're delegating to supposed to come back to you every step of the way and report back in? Are they supposed to get your approval? Um, do you just want to know after they've done it that it's been done? Or do you never want to hear about it again and just assume it's going to be done, right? So you've got to really understand how you're delegating and whatever you do want to delegate then is going to go smoothly. But I think that's part of what we get stuck on. Like, well, maybe that's not a good thing to delegate. You can delegate anything. It just depends on how much control or ownership you're willing to give up. What do you think holds many of us back from creating the life we desire? This is a question that I often ask in discovery calls. And I would say 99% of the time, the answer is always myself. I'm holding myself back. And if you dig a little deeper into that, ask yourself, if that would be your answer, then ask yourself, what do you mean by yourself? Is it really more about how you feel? So feelings are really what is holding us back, our own feelings, and not being willing to feel all the feelings. When we don't do something, it's because of how we, a feeling that we don't want to have or a feeling that we do want to have. Maybe Mm -hmm. we don't want to feel frustrated, so we're not going to attempt it. Or we do want to feel in control, and we are very much in control when we're not trying anything new or hard, right? Because we're just staying where we are. We hold ourselves back, but really, if you take that a step further, it's feelings, how we feel. And I think there's a statistic, the average American only uses 12 words to describe how they feel. And there are so many other words available to describe how we feel. I don't know if you've ever accessed a feelings list, but sometimes that's a great thing to to tape on the side of your computer. I have one on my website. It's andrealeros.com backslash feelings dash list. People print that out and put it on their computer because it's a great way to check in with exactly what you're feeling and whatever you're feeling is the reason that you're doing something or not doing something. I think when we're stuck, it's usually something in the family of overwhelm or confused that is created. We're feeling overwhelmed. So we're just stuck. We don't know where to start or it just seems too hard. And that feeling is what's really keeping you stuck. So it's, the solution is pretty simple. It's, we can feel however we want to feel on any given day, no matter what the circumstances are, it's all kind of stems back to thinking on purpose, being intentional with your thoughts because your thoughts are creating your feelings. Yeah. And then your feelings are triggering whether you're doing something, acting or, or not, no action. Yeah also help with things like organization and structure. How do those things help us move forward? So 
the disorganized mind or the confused mind doesn't move forward, right? There's a saying out there, actually, the confused mind never buys. But even if we're not talking about buying, moving forward, if, we're, if we don't have organization or structure, we only can go so far. We can't get to that place where we can actually take a strategic pause and assess the data, for example, because the data isn't organized. So I help my clients do two things, I think, that help in, in this moving forward category. One is helping them create some routines. And I don't mean, although it's great, it's a great thing to have like a routine, exercise routine, right? That's also good. But routines within their day-to-day life and business so that some things can become kind of automated and that we don't have to waste that brain power in figuring things out every day. It's like, it's a well-oiled machine. So that's number one. Two, I think is I help them create the opportunity for confident decision-making. So confident decision-making, it stems from having structure in your business. So going back to like what I was talking about with goals. Okay. If you know that your goal is to reach a thousand listeners and some, you're, you're not even close, right? What are you doing on a quarterly basis to try to get to that thousand listeners? So you've got to have a goal and then you've got to decide, are your actions aligned with the goal? And even if they are, are they producing the results you want? I kind of work with them to create what I call a runway to freedom. This, this structure that I've developed, I call runway to freedom because it's very freeing when you do have organization and structure so that you can make quick decisions and enough things are automated that you don't have to reinvent the wheel or waste that energy. That's about managing your energy. So this runway to freedom process is fun. Although you do realize that there's probably some problems in your business that maybe you didn't even know about as we go through it, but in the end, everybody's better off for it. Can you share some of your client success stories with us? Sure. I will give you a success story that happened just yesterday. Since it's fresh in my mind, I was meeting with a small business to go over how 2021 has gone and then create some annual goals for 2022. We've done this whole runway to freedom process. We actually started last January and in the middle of the year, they started implementing the process. And now here we are at the end. And while we were on the phone call, literally they hit their revenue goal. Someone paid a bill and they hit their revenue goal. So it was very exciting to just see their excitement in having that happen because they had never had that happen before. So kudos to them in creating some lofty goals probably in the past, but also kudos that they hit their goal this year by having that organization and structure. I mean, that is really what drove it. Everybody knew what they were responsible for. People were accountable and everybody was on board. So that's a thing I sometimes see I, people say, I wish my, I wish my people were, were as committed as I am, or I wish they took more responsibility, or I wish they had, they took more initiative. So do they know what they're responsible for? Do they know if they want them to take more initiative? Do they know why? Do they know where your business is heading? So all the people in this organization this year all got in the same boat. And they had the same rudder, you know, directing the boat and they, they hit that revenue goal. So that was super exciting. Another client, this is a woman, she's a mom with some, she has four little kids under the age of 10. She's got a four person team 
And we too this year created that runway to freedom. And what was so interesting is that as we started the process, we were all business. We were really all business. And she realized that what was driving most of her overwhelm in her business was, was what was happening at home. So recognizing that she made some changes at home. She got the support she needed for these four little kids so she could work. And she too has hit her goal this year. So those are both, those are both really exciting things that happened this year to some of my clients. Love that. So you have actually have some free downloads I want to mention. Do you want to kind of explain what they are? The five Perfect. levels of delegation, the habit tracker, and then you already mentioned the feelings list. Yeah. So I have a downloadable five levels of delegation. So if you are someone who's wondering why do I hate delegating or maybe I'm doing this wrong or what can I delegate? You can head over to my website and the free downloads tab, or just directly go to andrealibros.com backslash five dash levels dash of delegation. And that probably will be in the show notes. I'm guessing, right? Yes. And then when we were talking about routines, how do you establish routines and how do you track it? So also on the site is a habit tracker, which has actually been one of my most popular downloads. So again, that's the website backslash habits. And lastly, that feelings list is really powerful. I, I dare you to print it out and put it on your computer and see what happens. So, and all of those have podcasts too, that go with them. If you want further explanation or want to dive into those topics even deeper. And you can find my podcast on all of your favorite listening platforms. It's called time to level up. Perfect. I have one more question for you. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? I would say invest in yourself and your business without hesitation. Don't wait until something happens before investing, thinking you need to be at X level or you need to have so much money, or you need to have more time, invest right away as much as possible, because that is really what's going to get you on the fast track. It's like the fast pass to growth that's sustainable. That's not just fleeting. If there's someone that's listening and they would like to get a hold of you, check out your coaching, what's the best way to do that? The best way is to just go ahead and schedule a call because we always can figure that out on a call, whether or not this is the right thing for you. Um, there's a way to book on the website, or you can direct message me in any social media platform. Perfect. And I'll put all those links down below. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise in business building. It has been very insightful. And I know that so many people have listening to this, appreciate everything that you've shared today. Thanks for having me, Amy. Yes. And if you're listening and you want more information about this podcast or upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have